0: Hey everybody, T here. It's that time again, that time again, that time again. I don't know why I said that three times. Probably because yet again, I did not pre-write this intro, but that's okay. Just bear with me. I got another clip show for you. I'm super excited about it. The last one was very interesting. This one, you're going to notice a step up in quality because Mac and I, we gained our confidence and we upped our game and we did all that inspirational stuff that nobody really cares about but pretends to care about. Anyways, here's the clip show. I hope you enjoy it. I don't remember what movies this one covers, but I'm sure you'll find out soon enough. Thanks for listening. Love you all. It' a podcast where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched or even worse unnoticed. My name is Tyler. You can call me T. I don't really care either way. And I'm Malcolm. You can call me Mac or the other guy. Doesn't matter. This week we're talking about the fundamentals of caring. This movie comes from 2016. It's a Netflix original if I'm not mistaken. It currently sits on IMDb with 46,000 votes at a 7.3 and a Metacritic score of 55 that is out of 11 critic reviews. The IMDb summary has this as has this as a man suffering an incredible amount of loss enrolls in a class about caregiving that changes his perspective on life. That's really not a very good description of this movie. No. I wouldn't say, but... But that's where we're going because I'm too lazy to open up Netflix and look (laughs) up the Netflix synopsis. You can take it or leave it. You can go find a trailer for it and and get a much better idea of what this is. It stars Craig Roberts, Paul Rudd, Selena Gomez, and some other people, but they're not quite as important. So we're going to not really bother with them either. It has a runtime of 1 hour and 37 minutes. So it's a decent way to spend your... Spend a Saturday afternoon or yeah, a Friday evening.
1: I would I agree.
0: This is Max pick. So uh you know, he consistently brings his A game while
1: uh, I'm picking things like Pottersville. We won't talk about that. <laughs> but I am on a roll and I am enjoying it. I've come a long way since as above so below.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't think I can make fun of as above so below anymore. <laughs> After Bird Box and Pottersville, I, I think you guys can all shame me and and rightly, so, so Mac, what are your thoughts on this movie?
1: uh, I fairly enjoyed it my if I gave it a score myself, I'd give it a seven out of ten. just kind of the the aspect of it uh I really enjoyed we're still on the still on the subject of you know helping others we'll we'll put it that way
0: being kind
1: hearted being kind hearted there you go, <laughs> and also as t knows like my My personal occupation, um, what I do is kind of similar, so it it, it hit me a little harder than probably someone who isn't, but that's what I would say.
0: Uh, It's a pretty good score. I'm about the same. I'd say seven. I took issue with some of it. It's a little bit sweary and had a lot of dick jokes. (laughs) Not going to lie, it had a lot of dick jokes. You can call me a prude if you want, but I'm just not super big on the blue humor. Just not my jam, and I... I get it. If if it is your jam, it's just not mine. One thing the IMDb synopsis does not uh, really detail is this is a road trip movie.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. So if you like road trip movies, then you're probably going to enjoy this one. It's pretty lighthearted. I mean, it it, it certainly, certainly tugs at your heartstrings. There's some good dramatic moments. I was hoping for a little more drama from Paul Rudd, but... Uh, You know, we get what we get. Welcome back to Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast. Where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler, you can call me T, I don't really care one way or another. And I'm Malcolm, you can call me Mac or the other guy, doesn't matter. This week we are talking about kodachrome this is a netflix original it's one hour 45 minutes it has an imdb score of 6.8 a metacritic score of 57 stars ed harris jason Sudekis, elizabeth olsen and the guy from the allstate commercials i'm (laughs) sorry i didn't look up his name but uh he's in there briefly so there's that The Netflix synopsis is as follows. A record company exec joins his estranged dad, a famous photographer who's dying, on a road trip to the last lab still-developing Kodachrome film. i got to say, this is my pick. This is my first pick after the infamous Bird Box, the very unfortunate Pottersville <laughs> and uh, I feel like I feel like I'm maybe I haven't redeemed myself yet but I think I may be on the way we're moving on up for sure moving on up okay um you know what I've been talking enough you know this movie's gonna get kind of sad so let's let's go ahead and start with this mac knock knock who's there alpaca alpaca who alpaca lunch what do you want to eat
1: I don't know what to say. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> it was it was good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I just I just wanted you to know this isn't we're not completely
1: humorous. I don't here. know what was more sad. <laughs> 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 but we'll let the listeners be the judge. Oh man. Just just know
0: that uh my 6-year-old daughter told me that joke. So, oh, okay. If well, you <laughs> don't like it, like Mac uh, you're probably well, a horrible person. I mean, if she nope, if nope, she, if she told me, I would laugh too late. But you're already a terrible person. You you might as well just keep your spaghetti separate from your sauce from here on out. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move. Let's move on. Let's move onward, Mac.
1: What are your thoughts on Kodachrome? Uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. I I really did like it. Um. It gave me the same vibe as the fundamentals of caring, but it, for one, had less penis jokes. There was a lot more drama to it, and I mean, honestly, the the cast was great. Ed Harris and uh, Jason Sudeikis, correct? That's yes. And Elizabeth Elizabeth Ol- Olson. She's not unloading clips <laughs> in this movie. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Two Guys, a movie, and a podcast. Where every week, we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler. You can call me T. I honestly
1: don't really care one way or another. And as always, I'm Malcolm. You can call me Mac, but it doesn't really matter. Or the other guy. I should should throw that in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably keep calling you Mac. Although, I have to admit most uh, most listeners probably don't realize this we are cousins yes Again, that has been yes. that has been well established for whatever reasons it was important to be honest to be fair i think before we started doing the podcast i think i had maybe like five conversations with you yeah
1: that's that's pretty maybe four and a half yeah
0: yeah a, a couple conversations might have just been hey what's up and passing <laughs> it like the grocery store or something. So um So when you told me that you're that people call you Mac, I was like, I'm gonna feel really weird calling you Mac. But uh I mean hey. So I, I just got used to calling you Mac, so uh I probably won't I probably won't be calling you the other guy anytime soon.
1: Well I would hope not. Like even outside of the podcast, just because we're cousins <laughs>
0: I just don't want you to be like, hey, there's the other guy. That does sound like fun. <laughs> I'm, next time I see you at the store, I might I might just be like, like hey, other guy, what's up? <laughs> and only us. Like,
1: we'll only get that reference <laughs> between each other.
0: Well, anybody listening to this episode will get it.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully everyone. Hopefully the entire world will get that. Or at least the entire town
0: of Minden. <laughs> yes. Yes, all, what is Minden? About 3,000? Give or take, yeah. yeah. I'd be happy with 3,000 people. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) not really going anywhere with that. So, this week we're talking about Mr. Church. This comes from 2016. It has an IMDb score of 7.6 out of about 22,000 ratings. A Metacritic score of 37 currently. And I don't know how many critics' reviews are, are up for that but it's 37 on Metacritic. It has a runtime of one hour and 44 minutes. So it's kind of an investment in time. It stars Eddie Murphy as Henry Church, Britt Robertson as Charlie. That's older Charlie. There's two versions of Charlie in this movie. And I got to say, I do love the name Britt. I don't know why, but I do. I think that's an awesome name.
1: It's just short for Britney.
0: IMDb has
1: her name listed <laughs> as Brit. Okay. Not Britney, Right? Yeah, it's the same thing, but... Potato. Yeah, potato. Spaghetti. Spaghetti.
0: It also stars Natasha... She spells her name so freaking weird. Natasha McHallan Natasha McElone. Yeah, McEl- something stuck in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Mick. Something stuck in my throat. Xavier Samuel as Owen. Lucy Fry as Poppy. That's older Poppy. All these names will make sense to you in time, I promise. Christian Madsen as Eddie Larson, who stays the same age throughout the entire thing. McKenna Grace, Natalie Coughlin, Madison Wolfe, and Lincoln Melcher. All those people also have character names, but I don't really care. Except for... Natalie Coughlin, that's young Charlie So, now we've got all that stuff out of the way Let's get on to The important stuff The Netflix synopsis Before I forget (laughs) Classic (laughs) A temporary personal chef A terminally ill single mother And her young daughter Form an unlikely bond That redefines the meaning of Family That's it that's what Netflix says about it. It doesn't even, it doesn't even tell me if I'll like it. It doesn't even give me a percentage. The percentages are not usually correct, anyways. Netflix didn't even try.
1: I think mine had it uh, at like eighty six percent.
0: Okay, well,
1: but that that's, but you liked the movie, yeah. so well, yes. we'll we'll get to this in time.
0: Mac, this is this is your pick. What what are your thoughts on this movie?
1: I loved it. I I loved this movie. I. Thought I was on a and I had seen this before it was even my pick, so um i th- I think it went well with our theme that we had going here with ca- uh the caregiving and uh kind heartedness if that's a word I've never seen Eddie Murphy in a movie like this, like it's always been something comical or really just comedy i mean. Other than that, I can't see, say I've seen him in anything serious. But the story I thought was good. I'm not going to lie. I, I did cry. I cried at the end of this movie. And you all of you will find out why. <laughs> but I did cry. And I had to uh, I had to play it off because I'm a man and I have chest on my hair. You have chest on your I chest on, <laughs> hair? <laughs> on <my> chest, <laughs> I have chest on my hair. Hair on my chest, see? I have chest on my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I thought it was a great movie. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it an eight. And there's no there's no it's only gonna go higher. I'm not gonna make it go lower. So it's a solid eight. I'd even go as far as giving it a nine. Good lord, man. It was a great It was a great movie. Wow.
0: Wow. You got some We've got some serious talking to do tonight, then, because uh, a nine, really? Yes, I will bump it up to a nine. You, oh my god, you cried at this, but you didn't cry at Kodachrome.
1: No, come on, man. No, I didn't. I don't know why. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It was sad. I just didn't cry. I guess
0: I don't cry when bad act when bad things happen to bad actors.
1: Are you saying Eddie Murphy's? Bad? I'm not saying Eddie well, Murphy's spoiler a bad alert. actor. <laughs>
0: Bad things happen to every character in this movie Well, at some point in time Yeah Uh, Okay What are your thoughts? My thoughts Welcome back to Two Guys, a movie and a podcast Where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix To find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched Or even worse, unnoticed My name is Tyler. You can call me T. I don't really care one way or another.
1: And I'm Malcolm. You can call me Mac or the other guy.
0: This week, we are talking about a movie that is near and dear to my heart, Gone Baby Gone. This film has a runtime of 1 hour 45 minutes. Stars Casey Affleck, Michelle Monaghan, Amy Ryan, Ed Harris, and of course, how can we forget, the ever so majestic Morgan Freeman. This has a score of... 7.7 on IMDb. That's out of two two hundred and thirty thousand votes. That's actually two two hundred and thirty thousand three hundred ninety seven, and a seventy two on Metacritic, that's out of thirty four critics reviews. Both sources are are fairly positive. Seventy two is actually pretty good on Metacritic. Yeah. As always, you got to take the take any user rating, whether it's Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, or IMDb. With just a grain of salt, because users are users. <laughs> I, the IMDb synopsis of this film is: When a four-year-old girl vanishes from a rough Boston neighborhood and cops offer little help, her family hires two private detectives to find the answers. That is the story. There's way more that uh, comes into play as the story progresses. It's a pretty deep story, full of twists and turns. So you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna stick around because we're gonna get into that. Mac, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Um, I did I did like the movie. I thought it was a bit long. Um I feel like it could have been shortened up just a little bit. But like you said, there is a lot of twists and turns and I think that makes for a good movie, honestly. You know, I like the I like the mystery and suspense. I'll keep it at a seven, just because it was a little bit longer than I probably would have liked, but for for the most part it was a good movie. I don't know if they do this on purpose, but a lot of Boston movies have the same cast. Because (laughs) the movie The Town with Ben Affleck has a lot of the same cast. And then this movie with Mark Wahlberg that recently came out, Patriot's Day, Mm -hmm. Boston Boston bombing. Same cast. Did Ben
0: Affleck direct The Town? Possibly think you might have directed the town and that would that would be part of the reason why you see a lot of the same cast because this as we we did not mention is uh ben affleck's directorial debut oh yes so when he's not when he's not murdering people in the name of justice not anymore (laughs) (laughs) i really like this movie i don't think we mentioned what year it came out it came out in 2006 i saw it when i first saw it when it was relatively new Maybe not 2006, but like around 2007, maybe even 2008. Just to give you a little bit of insight, this movie, I had not seen it since since then until uh, it showed up on Netflix and and I wanted to do it for the show. But, uh, you know, there was a good chunk of time where I hadn't watched it again. Mm-hmm. The ending of this movie is so haunting that it just kind of like, it would occasionally just pop into my mind at random times and i just be like oh man
1: that's very deep because i don't think since i've watched it i don't think i've thought about that at all oh
0: man it has stuck with me for years it's like well like i said if i watched it in 2008 it's 2019 now for like the last 10 years (laughs) it is it is just ah such a good ending though and we'll get into that in time too. It's got a super, it's got like a really gritty style to it. If you're familiar with any like David Fincher movies, like Seven, have you seen Seven? Yes. It kind of feels like Seven and not just because it has Morgan Freeman in it. Uh It kind of feels like Seven or maybe uh, Zodiac. It kind of feels a little, it's got like kind of a dark Zodiac kind of feel to it or uh, to a lesser extent Gone Girl if you've ever seen Gone Girl.
1: That was a i I really liked that movie because I wasn't expect- I didn't even know like it was based on a true story Gone girl yeah,
0: it's not a true story.
1: Who, I thought it was who told you it was a true story the news no no,
0: it's not a true story. Are
1: you sure
0: I'm positive?
1: We'll have to look it up after the show
0: It's <laughs> like all right, let's look it up right now here. okay, it is not a true story. I guarantee you it's not a true story. It is very similar. ...to the Scott Peterson case.
1: That's what I'm thinking about. Okay, okay. Because well, I just, I, uh, the there's a book I have I just got from the library about Scott Peterson.
0: Welcome back to Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast, where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse unnoticed my name is tyler you can call me t i don't really care one way or another
1: and as always i'm malcolm you can call me mac or the other guy doesn't matter this week we are talking about the autopsy
0: of jane doe this is max pick and it comes to us from the year 2016 a father-son team of small-town coroners performs an autopsy on an unidentified woman with mysterious injuries and a terrifying secret. It stars Emile Hirsch, Brian Cox, and Ophelia Loveybond. This has an IMDb rating of 6.8 out of 10. That's out of roughly, uh, it's out of about 72,000 ratings. And a Metacritic score of 65. That is out of 20 critic reviews. As always... You kind of got to take the user scores for things like that, whether it's Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, or IMDb, with just a grain of salt, because as we all know, users are users. True. Let's go ahead and get into this. Did I say what the runtime for this was? No, you did not. It's about an hour and a half. There, I said it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, uh, it might be like one twenty-nine or something. It's pretty. It's a good. It's a good length for a horror movie.
1: A horror movie of this of this type
0: mac what are
1: your thoughts well i enjoyed it it's it's it was not the reason i watched it and picked is because there was a lot of hype around it there were parts that were scary some of the parts just kind of dragged a little bit like we were talking about before the show brian cox good actor been to some things he was in troy played uh agamemnon for those of you who have seen troy He's in my favorite game, Manhunt. Ever- was he in hide and seek with Dakota Fanny? Was that Robert De Niro? I think no, that was Robert that was Robert, De Niro. Robert De Niro. Okay. Let's not talk about that. You didn't like that I movie? I did not like that movie. Okay, I didn't either, so <laughs>
0: good, good. We're in agreement. Starting off early with with an agreement. <laughs> yeah, every time I see Brian Cox in something, I say, Hey, it's that guy. Actually, I think he was in Rushmore, which is probably a movie that Mac has never seen. You guessed yeah, it. <laughs> that's, a, it's a, that's a Wes Anderson thing from like nah, late 90s, maybe early Probably late 90s. Starred uh, Jason Schwartzman and Bill Murray. He was in
1: The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville.
0: Well, that is one Brian Cox role that I will probably never see. I have no interest in The Ringer. None whatsoever. I turn the lights off. I plugged in the headphones, watched this movie. The audio design is is really really good and really worth using your headphones. Mm-hmm. The camera work is really the camera work is awesome in here. It's almost always moving. It's never moving in like a weird shaky way. It it moves almost dreamlike. In fact, the movie opens up with the camera upside down and kind of spiraling very slowly to be right side up. This movie is all about spirits and, and ghostly things. So it kind of feels like you're on the outside looking in, like maybe you're the spirit that's, that's wandering the right. halls of this morgue or, uh, or funeral home. I think it worked. I think that worked really well. It's probably 90% of the shots in this movie. It had some cool scares, had some cool moments. It did. It did make me jump a little bit, a couple of times. It is a ghost story, though. It's kind of a haunted house story, and those always get me. So, so you add that to watching it late at night uh-huh. <laughs> with the headphones on with excellent sound, and you got yourself a pretty uh, a pretty solid time if you're if you're looking for that kind of that kind of atmosphere. Right. The acting, Brian Cox is awesome. Brian Cox is very oftentimes the best part of anything that he is in. Except the ringer office <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, and I will probably never know Emil Hirsch is I just don't think Emil Hirsch is a good actor
1: I haven't, no, no, no. I haven't
0: seen him in a whole lot of things, and maybe it's just this one this one thing that I don't think he's good in, but mm-hmm. he's my least favorite part of this movie. I feel like he was kind of stiff like he didn't know his dialogue very well like it just sounded just wasn't wasn't my jam wasn't digging it wasn't digging it. Oh, I don't know if I'd want to dig anything in this movie after that, after after seeing this. But mm. Ophelia Loveybond. Gosh, that's such a weird name. Loveybond. Sounds like Sounds like some sort of weird sex toy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I'll keep that in here anyways. <laughs> yeah, she was okay. She's in it for like five minutes. <laughs> 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 maybe maybe uh, if that that's funny uh the the guy that plays the sheriff i guess is okay he's in it for maybe 2 minutes if that my my score for this not quite as favorable as matt as mac not matt I'm not okay. doing a podcast with matt, matt? Uh, <laughs> uh i gave it a 5 i gave it a 5 i probably wouldn't recommend it to most people if you're looking for a ghost story I'd probably point you somewhere else. I'd probably point you to maybe a few episodes of uh,
1: Haunting of Hill House. That was a great show. Or uh, and with my <clears throat> with mine, my, my score. It's not a high six. <laughs> it's not the six point eight. <laughs> it's more of like a six point one. So I mean, I'd even be willing to go down to a five because. Yeah, I mean it wasn't the greatest thing, and like T said, like the, some of the scares were cool, but just a lot of hype built around it, which <laughs> I've made that mistake once. <laughs> I
0: like, I like how your uh, you rate movies like you're negotiating, like you did that with Mister Church too. You're like, I'd be, I'm calling it a, a, an eight. I'd be willing to make it go to a nine. It's like. We're not negotiating. <laughs> if you want this movie to be a five, you can call it a five. <laughs> no judgments, you can call it a six. I personally just call it a five. No negotiating, I call it a five. Most of my reasoning behind behind giving it a five is because the first half of the movie is, as the title would suggest, a freaking autopsy. Welcome back to Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast, where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler. You can call me T. I don't really care one way or another.
1: As always, I'm Malcolm. You can call me Mac or the other guy.
0: This week we're talking about Netflix original Paddleton. This comes to us from the year 2019, has an IMDb rating of 7.2 currently. That's all subject to change, of course. (laughs) By the time you listen to this, that score could change, as always. Same goes for Metacritic. When I watched it, uh, the Metacritic score was 69 out of 15 uh, critic reviews. And now it currently sits at 70 with 17 critic reviews has a run time of 1 hour and 29 minutes, if I hadn't mentioned that already, and the Netflix synopsis is as follows. After he's diagnosed with terminal cancer, middle-aged Michael asks his neighbor friend Andy to help him end his life before the disease does. This stars Mark Duplass and Ray Romano, and it's got very, 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 very few other characters so, two, really. <laughs> it's got a pharmacist and a hostess at a motel At hotel. A motel thing. <laughs> I guess there's a doctor in there too at one point. The very man. Oh yeah, yeah. All the right. <laughs> All right, this is my pick, but uh, we're going to go ahead and let Mac talk for a minute or two cuz I've been going long enough. <laughs> Mac, what are your thoughts on this
1: movie? Well, for starters, uh I'm not the biggest Ray Romano fan. <laughs> when I saw that it started him, I was like, "Ugh." yuck (laughs) um but no it was it was a good movie uh good watch i think it kind of sits in one of those uh maybe sunday morning really don't have anything to do kind of relax and watch this movie not that it's like a uplifting movie by any means especially with it being only you know an hour and a half (laughs) but it was pretty good i will give it a i'll give it a seven Seven out of ten. Wow, for somebody that doesn't like Ray Romano, that's
0: pretty favorable score.
1: It, he did, he did pretty well. All right.
0: What about what about Mark Duplass? Have you ever seen him in anything? Oh uh, yes, I
1: have. Um, now that you put me on the spotlight, <laughs> I can't really, I can't think of anything. But I know I have seen him in yeah. all right some movies that I uh, I fairly enjoy.
0: Have you ever seen Creep? No, that's one to kind of keep an eye out for. I it, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It used to be. That's a found footage movie. That's I take issue with some of it, mm-hmm. but it's well worth your time. It's it's a it's a bizarre, unique movie <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, well, that's so weird that you that you give it a you give it a seven. Yeah, wow, that's that's impressive. Because I love Ray Romano, I'm a huge Ray Romano fan, and I like Mark Duplass
1: a lot, but I give it a five. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> I I won't. I won't argue that. <laughs> I won't negotiate <laughs> with you on that one. <laughs> uh,
0: it's an okay movie. I don't know if I would really recommend it to anybody. I don't really know who exactly this movie's for. Most people, when they think Ray Romano, like the first thing people go to is Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> and then maybe after that they go to Manny the uh, the Woolly Mammoth from Ice, Ice Age, Age movies. Yeah, and then after that they don't really go anywhere. Because he's not super known for his dramatic roles.
1: Well, he was, and he was in the Big Sick.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Which I thought he did. I mean, yeah, all right. he was.
0: He was probably my favorite part of the Big Sick. Mm-hmm. And I, um honestly, uh, you know, people don't look to him for dramatic roles, but I absolutely love him. When, like, I like him. I probably like him more when he's doing
1: dramatic stuff than I do when he's doing. Oh, and uh, that's what, and that's what I was kind of thinking before when I was watching. It, is that I would prefer him. Do more dramatic roles rather than everybody loves Raymond or, you know, (laughs) right? Ice age, so.
0: (laughs) Welcome back to Two Guys, a movie and a podcast, where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler, you can call me T, I don't really care what you call me. And as always, I'm Malcolm. You can call me Mac or the other guy. This week we're talking about Zodiac. This film comes to us from 2007 and is based on real events. This chilling drama recounts the actions of a killer who stalked the streets of San Francisco and left clues in the newspaper. It stars Mark Ruffalo, Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr. And is directed by the one and only David Fincher. It has an IMDb score of 7.7, a Metacritic score of 78, and if I hadn't mentioned it before, it's got a runtime of 2 hours and 37 minutes. This is a long movie, so it has potential to be a very long episode. We're gonna try to stay on track as as much as we can. It will more than likely be split into multiple parts. Spoiler-free, spoiler-filled part one, spoiler-filled part two, possibly spoiler-filled Part 3. We'll we we'll just have to see how it goes. You're probably tired of listening to me talk right now. Everyone, let's let's flip it over to Mac, because we all know you're his favorite. At least we all know that he's Susan McMahon's. Is it McMahon? McMartin. McMartin. See, I don't That's even know. That's why now. you're not her favorite. Uh, anyways, we all know he's Susan McMartin's favorite. Mac, what are your thoughts
1: on the Zodiac? Well, let me start by saying I love the Zodiac. That makes me sound like a psychopath. Maybe. <laughs> Every time I watch it, it just... I can't watch it at night, honestly. I really can't. Because, especially now in my new home, with some of the windows being open, like, I just feel like someone's just looking through. <laughs> but, um, like, we're kind of disgusting. Disgusting. We're kind of disgusting, guys. <laughs> disgusting before the show, like, some things are depicted, you know, obviously differently than they happen but I enjoyed it. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies for sure. One of my favorite Mark Ruffalo movies. I wasn't a big fan of Shutter Island. I mean, obviously, he plays the Hulk now, you know, all that. But I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Uh, I know I've seen him in other things. I can't think of what they are off the top of my head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I do like Mark Ruffalo. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I have a theory that if you take every Shia LaBeouf movie and put Jake Gyllenhaal... And vice versa, it would work perfectly.
0: Um, I do not agree with that one.
1: Why? <laughs>
0: You're telling me that like a young Jake Gyllenhaal could star in Holes?
1: Yes, absolutely. No,
0: I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I, when I was in college, my college-aged girlfriend used to watch a lot of the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. She had a thing for like, uh, like what do you, what, what do you call it? Like the the tween shows. Okay. So like... A lot of uh, Hillary Duff shows mm-hmm. and movies and and stuff like that. She really enjoyed Even Stevens, which I believe was where Shia LaBeouf got his start. Mm-hmm. I could not see Jake Gyllenhaal
1: being that goofy little Shia LaBeouf guy. It's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm give it. going to give it a 7. No, no, no negotiating. No it's negotiating. A, it's a 7.
0: <laughs> I thought for sure that you were going to give it a 10. No. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's
1: one of my all-time
0: <laughs> favorite movies. And then we sit down, you're like, you're like, tell me your theory, like theories that you've heard of and and things that you like about it. And I can't give it a 10. And 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 then then you're like, ah, it's like eh, seven.
1: Like, (laughs) it's not on the level of Mr. Church.
0: (sighs) Is anything, though?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, isn't
0: anything. (laughs) (laughs) That really surprises me. I really thought you were going to go higher. I was like, I've been practicing in my head. What you week, were going to respond What I was going to
1: respond to when you said 10. No, um, it's not, I mean, by it's not a perfect movie. I...
0: Wow, here we are at the end of this week's clip show. Can you believe it? Wow, that was some that was some crazy discussions we had. I can't believe I said that thing about that movie and then uh, Max said that thing about that other movie and then we were both like, "Oh my god, what about that?" Okay. Uh, I am clearly recording this before I've actually put the clip show together, but I feel like we need some closure for each for each week. I feel like I feel like I owe you some closure. You deserve closure because I love you. It's a little bit sappy. Uh you know what? Just forget I said that. And uh whatever. I'll I'll catch you next time.